Hey, welcome everyone to Aerospace Live for Thursday, February 18th, 2021. Now, my name is Bob Roberts, and I'm with the United States Air Force Auxiliary Civil Air Patrol. Now, with the light at the end of the tunnel starting to sneak a peek and the hopes that we are going to start getting back into aviation into the right direction, I wanted to focus tonight's show on flight training. Now, to help us, we have a special guest who's made his living out of flight training. Now, he's a CFI out of Florida near Orlando, and he brings a great balance of keeping the instruction fun and engaging while ensuring the student's learning stays a center focus. Now, he also has a great YouTube channel called Lou Dix Aviation, and I'm gonna throw a link to that down below. Now, before we get started, if you are interested in learning more about Civil Air Patrol and are between the ages of 12 and 112, you can go visit civilairpatrol.com, or you can leave me a message and I'll get you pointed in the right direction. With no more delay, then let's welcome Lewis Dixon. Okay, that's good. All right, I think we are good. So, all right. Hey, Lou, thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. And so, uh, COVID's been crazy, right? We're we're now about a year, I think, uh, into it. Yep. So, um, uh, COVID cost me my airline job. Oh <laughs> so. no! Were were you a furloughed pilot? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I was a first uh, first officer with a regional in uh, here in Orlando, okay. um, and yeah, that uh, that got me furloughed. So, did the uh, is the airline still around or did it? Go yeah, out of yeah, business? airline's still going. Um, there's talk of them uh, recalling pilots pretty soon, but um, they've closed the base in Orlando, which changes uh. things for me. Um, which I mean, uh, we'll get into what I do um, as as a daily now uh, in a little bit, but. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the the situation now is that it wouldn't allow me to keep doing that so um yeah now, just cu- just curious um it's not the not to jump ahead but just out of curiosity so i talk to so many pilots as you can imagine that have, that have gone through what you've gone through and i'm sorry that you've had to go through what you've gone through but yeah. um uh, would you be willing to relocate to a new base or traveling to a new base or so that that's the issue that's the issue um the airline that the I was with, or I am furloughed with, uh, if I can even say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they allowed me to continue instructing on the side as long as I was reporting hours and you know inside the um, yeah. part one seventeen stuff, um, and that was what kept my YouTube channel going as I was still at the airline, and that's what I wanted to do. That's the whole reason that I chose the particular airline. Um, and now that they closed the Orlando base, I would have to com- uh, commute down to uh, near Miami. Um, which isn't that long of a commute, but still, it takes away it takes it, it takes away my my time from editing, from my time from flying with students and and stuff like that. Because um, when I was doing it, I couldn't keep very many students. I think I had like two people going while I was uh, at the airline. Um, but that allowed me to keep the videos going. Um, but yeah, it, it wouldn't be possible to to do it anywhere else. So uh, it seems like that that has gone. Yeah, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that the pilots that are in those airplanes, you know, they're paid for the time that they're flying. So they're mm-hmm. not paid. You know, if you're going to go to Miami and you got to get to the airport an hour and a half before, an hour before, uh, exactly. you need the jump seat or whatever you're going to be sitting in. You got to fly to Miami. You got your stuff there. You got to move over to your airplane. You know, <laughs> none of that is paid. <laughs> yes, exactly. All, all the stuff, all the stuff on the ground while the door is open, you're not getting paid. So me sat there as the first officer doing weight and balance, like doing all the calculations as the captain sipping his coffee. <laughs> is I'm not getting paid for all that. It's just the, as soon as that door closes. So like you say, all the rest of the stuff, the, the travel time to get to and from the airport and 
make it like oh, that would be my responsibility if i'm having a commute down to miami that's all on me um so yeah it's just not something that uh that i decided i've decided that that i that i want to do all right well those, those those here that are fans of you you've heard it here first <laughs> yeah exactly yeah literally i've not, I've not said that to anybody <laughs> Um, look at that. This is a, look at the journalism here. We should go work for CNN. <laughs> <I know. Freaky. laughs> wow. I'm going to go see a Fox News or MSNBC are hiring. <laughs> so, <laughs> I can make political comments all day long. Hey, um, uh, so so now that you get you get furloughed, right? So you get that horrible day. Um, yeah. And I don't want to linger on too long on that. But um, but, you know, it's part of the story, right? So it is, it's yeah. part of what this world is right now for aviation. Absolutely. So, so what does your world look like since that day happened when you got that call? I, so I'll be honest, we knew it was coming, right? Uh, everybody's known and you look at your seniority list as you're at the, at, uh, at the airlines and you know, you know, it's coming. So uh, me, the, I, I'm in a better position than other people have been at the airline because they don't have instructing to fall back on. Because mm-hmm. um, despite what everybody thinks, uh, like airline pilots are... are are all about routines and they get into their routine of being at the airline, doing everything, everything there, and they don't have anything else outside of it. So I was lucky um, in the fact that I, you know, still instructed, I keep myself current in general aviation and all that. So I had that to fall back on. So I was never worried about making money. Um, however, the dream has always been to be an airline pilot. That's the whole point of, of building up the hours and, uh, and getting to where I was. Um, so that was the whole point. So, it's, it, but it wasn't like the, the, you know, we didn't know that the, the notices were coming. But even so, even so, as soon as I got the email through, because um, uh, the, the email came through before the 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 the, the letter, obviously, um, it still gave me a horrible sinking feeling that I I'm not I'm not an airline pilot anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was a horrible feeling. And I made a furlough video, actually, kind mm-hmm. of explaining how I was feeling and what I was going through. And the, the amount of support on that video was ridiculous. Uh, that's the, probably my most commented uh, video. Um, but it's so, an outpouring of, oh, are you still an airline pilot? This doesn't mean that you're not an airline that's pilot. Right. You're just furloughed. You'll, you'll, get, you'll, you'll get back to it. But it's, and I understand that. But for me, it, it, I, that's all, all I've ever wanted to do is be an airline pilot. And that's kind of been taken away from me uh, and there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. That's it's, a hard a thing horrible, too, right? When, when you know that there's nothing you can do. Exactly. Um, and you're a young guy. So you weren't, you were not at that point, obviously during 9-11, right? You're, you're no, way, no, way, no. way too young for that. No. Yeah. So this is really your first cycle of dealing with this kind of BS. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It was well, about, I think it was about 18 months into to being a being a, a pilot, and I was I was working up. I was getting close to upgrade. I was getting excited. Uh, I, I'd already done my um, another type rating. I did two type ratings while I was there, and it's uh, yeah. Well, but, have uh, have faith. I think that uh, you did the right thing, and I, I I honestly think I really do believe this that it's not going to be quick. You know, and yeah. there was you know coming back from September 11th wasn't quick either. But mm-hmm. um, I really do believe like in two three years. I think that you're gonna, we're gonna see a huge. I, we always, we always talk about the pilot shortage, right? And then yeah. all of a sudden, this thing happens. It's like, what pilot shortage? Exactly, uh, right? Exactly. Where's this pilot shortage you were talking about? Exactly. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but I really do think that you know, I've actually, um, I'm talking with folks over Embry Riddle and like University of North um, Dakota, UND. Yeah. And um, and so you know, they're looking at this saying, listen, you know, a lot of people have stopped flying. A lot of people, a lot of pilots went and did something else. 
And yeah. so in two, three years from now, there is going to be a big demand for pilots again. So hopefully you guys will get those signing bonuses and you know Absolutely. everything else. Absolutely. Um, well, the, th the thing is, uh, the, the world is always going to need air travel. Right. That, that's the thing. You're always going to need it. It's the only thing that connects the world, yeah. right? Um, I mean, you, you got ships and everything, but who wants to ride on a ship for, for however many hours? Come on. The USS um, Titanic. <laughs> much rather be in the back of a, of a cylinder flying through yeah. the sky. But um, it, it's going to come back. And I actually had an experience. I was walking one of my one of my last days at, at uh, before I was furloughed. Uh, I was walking through, and a guy recognized me in the in the terminal, and he was like, "Hey, I love your videos, man. I cool. need your advice." I'm like, "Yeah, talk to me." And he was saying, um, I'm, I'm doing my instrument at the moment and I'm just wondering, is there any point in continuing with my training because of what's going on? There's no mm -hmm. pilot shortage anymore. And I said, listen, I said exactly the same thing. The, the world needs air travel. And when this thing comes back, the airlines are going to be back in the market for pilots. We're always going to be necessary, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's not a case of if, it's just the case of when everything decided, everything comes back. Yeah, they haven't they haven't replaced us yet with that full time autopilot. They're working on it. I know it, exactly. But they exactly. haven't done it yet. <laughs> Wouldn't work. Wouldn't work. Would not work. That's right. We're gonna sabotage this thing as soon as it gets installed. So uh, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Alpha thing. Whatever. <laughs> hey, before we get to the brand new student pilots, so because of yeah. COVID and and now that we're you know one thing I'm kind of seeing is a lot of rusty pilots. Right. The big right. conversation in general aviation is rusty pilots. Yeah. Um, so are you as a CFI in the world that you're doing now, are, are you seeing rusty pilots coming in? Or are you really kind of still seeing the student pilots, the real beginner ones? So for me, I've had a couple of experiences with rusty pilots, uh, but nothing recently. It's, mm -hmm. I, I, I was actually saying this today on, uh, I was flying with somebody today and I, I said that I've, since all this has happened, I have not seen a slowdown in, in flight training. Really? I, I've, I've not seen anybody, you know, slowing down. I've seen all the flight schools that uh, Orlando executives seem to be going all the time. And there's always planes in the sky. There's um, uh, L3 Academy up at, at Sanford near here, uh, which is always going. You always hear those guys out there. So I've, I've not heard of anybody stopping. Um, so, I mean, yeah, but as far as Rusty, I've had a, I've had a couple of, uh, a couple of those guys coming in uh, doing flight reviews after like 10 years. Mm -hmm. Um, and one guy recently, he didn't do his review with me, but he came back in and finally got his uh, his his flight review done. Um, but it's um, it, it's a case of getting back on the horse because it's just like riding a bike. That like literally that that's all this game is. It's just getting back into the rhythm of things and get getting getting yourself back out there. Um, there was one guy came back after about I think fifteen years. Old, older guy. Mm -hmm. I, Hope he wouldn't mind me saying. Um, <laughs> That's okay. But, uh, he was. He He's not talking about he, he me. Got... <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll talk about that off camera. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we'll talk about your performance off camera. About that. <laughs> yeah, uh, Bob. We're gonna talk about proficiency, not just do three <laughs> exactly. touch and goes. We're gonna talk about proficiency. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Well, the, the, the strut needs uh, needs servicing. That's right. right. <laughs> was, the tire was flat uh, before I landed. <laughs> Um, but the guy, he came back and he, he struggled after after 15 years, mainly with radio calls. Mm -hmm. that, was, that was one of the things that was really getting him after 15 years. But it was just a case of getting him back into the thing and reteaching him. You know, after one or two sessions, he was back into it and he was back, he was back fine. Um, but it was just that little bit of rust just needed to shake it off, you know? Now, I didn't have this in one of my questions, but I'm going to follow up on that. So, because... 
air communications, like especially yeah. going in now into a pure student pilot, right? Not even the rusty pilot. So yeah. like, honestly, like, you know, I honestly, to be honest with you, I think that flying an airplane is relatively easy, right? I, I agree. It's all the other stuff, right? Yeah. It's understanding a weather, it's, it's the FAA, it's uh-huh. making sure you don't tell the air medical examiner something you don't want to, and you never <laughs> exactly. get your license. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, um, you know, so if you had a fight with your girlfriend and you're feeling depressed, don't tell your AME that you're depressed. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. That would be the end of your aviation career. Um, Let me get you a prescription. No. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What, what medications do you take? I take none. Exactly. <laughs> what's all what's that bag of pills in your thing i take no medications <laughs> i've just got really bad breath don't listen stop. <laughs> that's right um but for air communication specifically how do you if you get especially if you get that one student i'm sure you've had a lot of them now you get that one student who's just nervous to begin with right yeah and then you tell them hey you got to talk to these people and they're these yeah. authority figures right right and you don't uh-huh. know what you're doing to begin with uh, yeah. <laughs> in the airplane so how do you try to, how, what's your, what's your tips for somebody that's listening to this and how to, how to get better with that? So what I do is I try and, I try and humanize everything. I try and make everything, um, seem simple. Um, because really it is, you're mm-hmm. just talking to another human being. Uh, it just happens to be through clicking a button on a yoke and, and talking through a radio, which is cool in, in, in the first place. Cause you hear yourself over the radio. I, I love that stuff. Um, but I, I try, I try and make it as simple as possible. So just tell people that you're talking to another human being and that human being is there to keep you safe. Like literally there basically to serve you. You know what I mean? And, and it's, you know, you work together to keep the, the environment safe, but he's there to keep you safe. Um, and then I have a, a radio communication guide that I literally typed out what to say in different situations. So when you've got the, the weather, you know, you're requesting a taxi, this is what you said. When you're requesting takeoff clearance, this is what you said, um, and stuff like that. And, and I'll literally allow the students, uh, for the first few flights, I'd say, literally have the sheet in front of them and they'll read off the sheet mm. and they'll see the responses and I'll get them to write down the responses, uh, which I think is a, is a huge thing, by the way, um, writing down the instructions. Um, um, and then just be calm and deliver it in a nice, clear way, and you don't have to rush. Like that's that's one of the bit one of the big things about it because people think you've got to be like the air traffic control says something you've got to be really quick. Mm-hmm. No, take your time with it. You're learning. the 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 speed will come in time. But yeah, just try and make it as simple as possible. You're just talking to another human being. That's it. It's like me and you talking now. Yep. You know. Yeah, that's and the it. air traffic controller can usually tell if the student. So exactly. they, they, they yeah. can tell by your voice, how fast you're responding with things. And, and exactly. they, they usually will, will give you a lot more leeway. Exactly. Um, you know, well, I, I heard that instance today, actually, there was, there was a, um, a lady that was, uh, I'm assuming she was a student, uh, cause she, she was speaking very kind of like unsure of herself. Um, and the tower didn't give her any issues whatsoever. Uh, he kind of slowed what, what he was saying, slowed it down. Um, to kind of help her out and she got out the airspace fine and she, she took off and, and, and left the area fine. So cool. they'll, they'll help you out. You, you may you may get one or two guys that you catch on a bad day, um, but you know what? If you if you have to piss someone off, unfortunately, that's the way it's got to be. You, yeah. You're learning, you know? Yeah, I, uh, there was an air traffic controller out of uh, New York that I, I made mad at me one, night, one day. He, he chewed oh. me out in the air. But... Oh, God. <laughs> 
I was searching. I was searching. Uh, what was that? Was that uh, website? Um, uh, live ATC, not live ATC. Live right? ATC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was searching there for a while, making sure that I wasn't showing up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But but, uh, but you're right though. In the end, they're there to help. Um, exactly. so, so don't be too afraid of them. Uh, even if you, even if you make a mistake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, um, let me, I'm going to try to uh, steal some of your brain power here, right? So um, we kind of jumped into a little bit already, but what I really want to, um, uh, I want to look at first is the brand new student pilot, right? So we've okay. got this brand new, never been used. They're right out of the box student pilot. They're still wet, still got the warranty sticker on them. Yeah. And, um, and you know, you've got your experiences now. What's, what would be your recommendation? Now you've been working as a CFI now. Um, so what's your recommendation for that student? Um, and you know, let's say, let's say they're, they're, they're listening to this, right. Mm -hmm. And they've never been in a small airplane before. And yeah. you know, they're just like, they, they're like, oh my gosh, this guy, Lou, I've been listening to him. Yep. He's so motivational. And today's <laughs> going to be the day I'm going to start today, Lou. I'm going to go learn how to fly an airplane today. So right. what's your, <laughs> so what's your recommendation for how to get started? <laughs> All right. Well, firstly, I'll check my schedule, see if I can fit you in. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's the first thing. No, um, it, it all starts that I, I, I always get people that, you know, saying that they, they've never flown before. Fantastic. Let's do an intro flight. Let's go and have fun. Okay. Let's not make it about learning too much about how the airplane flies or kind of, um, uh, kind of aerodynamics behind things or how this and this works. I want to get you behind the controls to see if you enjoy this thing, first of all. You know what I mean? Um, usually people love it uh, and they want to come back for more. Um, so at that point, once you've got through that introduction flight, which again, I will stress that that has to be fun because I, I, I've known people that have come to me. I actually flew with a, a guy the other week, a 15-year-old kid. He came with his dad uh, and they said they took an intro flight with a flight school and the instructor with them only let the guy touch the controls in cruise for a few minutes and then they took the plane back uh, i'm not like that i i tend i let people do the takeoff um i also let people shadow me on the landings and i, I let them do all the turns the climbs descents because I, I i'm an instructor i'm there to use my words to help people fly mm -hmm. uh, I, I try not to be too hands-on but it's got to be fun for you coming in for that that first ever flight so um, and then after that, once that flight's been done and it inevitably they say, okay, I want more, give me more, give me more. And I'm like, calm down. Let me check my schedule. <laughs> and um, at that point I'll give information on, um, uh, ground school courses to go and do, because I think it's important to have a foundation of knowledge before coming in. Um, cause that's going to set you up and also allow you to pay less of me talking down your ear, telling you this, this, and this, you already understand uh, a, a few things. Um, so I think kind of laying that foundation with, uh, with uh, an online ground school is, is perfect. And then I usually tell people kind of minimum two times a week flying to keep up proficiency. Uh, I've got a couple of guys at the moment, they're only doing once a week, but they're actually, they actually fly pretty well. Um, for, for only doing it once a week. Uh, and then I've got another guy that we're, we're trying to do three times a week, but he he actually went a step further and already got the written test out of the way before he even came and flew with me, um, which I, I think is fantastic. And he got a really good score on it as well. Um, so he's come in with uh, amazing knowledge. Uh, any ground that we do, he's he's knocking it out of the park. He's, he's answering my questions. And I'm literally immediately kind of, 
asking him questions as if, as if I'm testing him for the oral exam mm -hmm. and he's answering the questions, no problem. Um, so uh, that's, that's what I'd say. That you come in, first of all, do that intro flight, go and have fun, go and see if you enjoy it. Yeah, you don't throw and up then, on the dashboard. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and then uh, kind of start laying that foundation because the ground stuff is just as, if not more important than the flight. Um, so the, the other thing that I would say is find an instructor that you get along with because mm -hmm. uh, that's huge. I had so many instructors in my time that made me feel so uncomfortable um, that it, it was detrimental to, to learning, you know? Um, so I think that's, that's another important thing as well for, for brand new people. Yeah. You know, when people talk about, um, and we're going to get into this next, but you know, there's really no way around it, right? Learning to fly is not an inexpensive thing, right? right. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, we are surrounded by airplanes that routinely cost multi-million dollars. Um, mm -hmm. even, uh, you know, a relatively inexpensive 172, you know, is still 40 to $80,000. Right? right. So, yeah. um, you know, plus the fact that, you know, people think gas is expensive when they bring their car to the gas station, you know, <laughs> it's a lot different where we are. I don't know how it is by you, but we're, we're, we're approaching about $5 a gallon now. So in, some, in, in a lot of places, we I've got, I've got seven, at, seven. Uh, at, uh, the executive. Yeah. If it's full, full service, it's about yeah. seven upwards of seven. Oh, they better be vacuuming my interior if I'm paying. Seven. I know. Seriously. I, <laughs> I know. Give me a windshield wash. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> You know, one, one time I had to go, one time I went to New York um, and I will say it was funny because it was all big, big airplanes and right. I had a little 182, right? So I'm coming in like, you know, <laughs> 182. Um, I'm messing up everybody's traffic patterns because, yeah. you know, I'm trying to go as fast as I can if there's only so much I can do. And um, and so I we, we, we got there, it was Teterboro. And um, so we get to Teterboro and Teterboro is kind of an expensive person airport right. Um, right. with the rich right. people. And, um, but they were the nicest people ever. I just got fuel and we went to get some lunch. We came back, they had candies and cookies on no the seats way. for the kids. They were so nice. Anyways, there you go. I, I would pay $7 for that. So, um, now, now we already talked about the ground school portion, right? So, and, and I, I also do really recommend that. So this way, when you're getting yeah. into the airplane, you have a good, you have kind of an understanding relatively of what's going on. Right. Exactly. Um, exactly. So what are some of the other recommendations you have for, for trying to keep the cost as, as low as reasonable, given that it's right. an expensive thing to do? So, so the thing that I said about the amount that you're flying, um, the, the reason that, that is, if you're only doing once a week, and like I said, it can be done, because I've got a couple of guys that are doing it now. Um, but let's say you don't quite understand something that we do on you know the third week of flying, let's say, hmm. and then it comes to the fourth week, and you've had a week in between when we've flown to forget even more stuff and <laughs> not really practice what we need to practice. So you come in and you're, you're still rusty from what we were learning in the lesson before, so we can't really move on. And that's where you start to, to build up the, the, the hops time and start to you know spend a little bit more money. The other thing is as well, if you don't study, I'm telling you, that's the biggest that's the biggest cost saver study at home. There are so like it's 2021. You have so many options on your computer, on your phone to go on and, and look at studying nowadays can be watching a video. Mm -hmm. Literally it's, uh, and, and I, I learn the best seeing something. So videos for me are perfect. Um, that's why during my instrument training, I was watching different, uh, different YouTubers to 
kind of pick up tips here and there. And I've had people come to me and say, "Hey, watching your videos, I know, I know you." I always put a disclaimer at the beginning saying it's not for, mm -hmm. uh, it's not instructional, it's for entertainment purposes and stuff. But people are always saying, "Hey, I picked this tip up from you. I picked this up. This is how you've helped me." And it's like studying at home, reading, reading, um, reading material, watching videos, talking to people. Like if you happen to just find yourself near an airport and you want to, you, you go down and, and, and talk with some pilots, kind of get some tips here and there. Like you've got to surround yourself with this stuff. Like if you've got to be, you've got to surround yourself and, uh, and, and do your, uh, do your stuff you need to do at home. Yeah. You know, nowadays you talk about, I mean, um, that's actually, to be honest with you, that's how I learned of you. So I had, um, I, you know, I know you're like this huge YouTuber guy, right? So. So <laughs> you, you and Mr. Beast, you and Mr. Beast, you guys are, yeah, I ain't giving away anything. I'm not, uh, I'm not that much. <laughs> um, so, so what actually happened was I was talking with a group of people and it had nothing to do with, you know, these videos or YouTube or any, you know, the, my, uh, the stuff for civil air patrol. Um, uh, yeah. but we were just having a talk among pilots and one of the other pilots, we were just doing hangar talk. And he said, Oh yeah, I saw, you know, I was, I was looking up how to do this one thing. And I, I, I ran across this guy named, you know, Lewis Dixon, and, and I really learned a lot from watching his videos. You know, Bob, you should have him on your show. And I said, so I'll go check him out. And, um, but yeah, but man, that's, um, but you know, that's one person right there. And that's an experienced pilot. That's not even a beginner pilot. Um, right. That guy's got yeah. probably 35 years behind him. And, right. um, and he was still learning something, you know, yeah. he was going out and not even talking about you, but just, you know, he had that attitude, right? So the other thing too, if you're a student pilot, don't ever think you're done. Right? Exactly. So exactly. I, 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 and even to this day, I, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is a healthy attitude to have because it always promotes that you you want to make yourself better. Um, always. Until I became a CFI, I was never fully confident getting into an airplane. There was always apprehension. There was always this thing of like, okay, this could go wrong. This is, I'm second guessing some stuff. Mm -hmm. Um you know, and, and then I became a CFI and then I started to learn a heck of a lot more watching people make the mistakes that I was making as well. Um, and then finding the words to be able to help them fix it. And that makes me in turn a, a, a better pilot, you know? Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I love this stuff, man. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you know, I didn't even, um, you know, they do say like the best way to learn something is teach it, right? They, they, that's, that's one of the sayings. Um, but man, that's interesting that, you know, you, you switch to the right seat. Um, I'll be honest with you, you know, later on, we're talking about, you know, becoming a CFI. And some of that is on a personal level, I want to learn because I'm in that process now of, of trying to transition into becoming a CFI. Right. So, um, so honestly, what's that? It's a difficult transition. Yeah, man. I just don't know. Like I, we're going to talk about this later, but just, these people try to kill CFIs and I just, <laughs> every day, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you go into, I mean, I think you're medicated personally. Like I see these videos and they see you're so happy. You come into these airplanes and you're having a good time with these people. These people are actively trying to kill you. And then yep. like you get done, you're still happy. And I'm like, that, yep. that, there's something else going on. Um, so um, now let me ask you this question. So um, um, the average, so with student pilots, right? When they're just starting off, they get this thing in their head, right? They hear and they're reading about this 40 hours, right? It's going to take 40 hours to be a private pilot. Uh, in your mind, should that even be an expectation? Like what, what have you seen as an average? You already annoyed me. Okay. <laughs> Just saying 40 hours. Right. Like that, that is, uh, and the key word here, a minimum. 
Right. That is your minimum, right? Um, I have never in my career or before I became a CFI saw anybody finish uh, that I've known with 40 hours. Mm-hmm. Not, not, even, not even close. Um, I usually see people between 60 and 80 mm-hmm. uh, for, for the uh, initial license because in Florida, in the summer especially, all you're getting every, every day is thunderstorms. Right. Um, and that stops flight training. When you stop training, even for a couple of days, you lose a little bit of proficiency. You've got to go back. You've got to do it a little bit more because you, you've not performed up to standards. And if, like one of the things that, that I maintain, even though I have a lot of fun while I fly, is I hold high, high standards for students. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I think everybody should hold high standards for themselves, always try and make yourself better. But it's, you know, you've got different factors. Maybe landings is a big one. Landings are, are, are very tough to master. Um, and that, that's what I see people working on the most. You can be amazing at maneuvers, go out and, and kick maneuvers up the ass all day, right? Mm-hmm. But then it comes into to doing the landings uh, and it's just not clicking and it takes a little while to get it. So again, that's another little thing. And I, 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 I often get the question is, how many hours do you think I'll finish? When do you think I'll solo? And my response now, my, 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 my general response is, that's all on you. Mm-hmm. Like it's all about how well you perform. So the more you can fly, the better. Um, and it's all, all about keeping that proficiency and, and maintaining proficiency. Um, but yeah, that that's such a such a, a flawed thing to think. Oh, it's forty hours. Okay, I'll get get my my thing done in forty mm-hmm. hours. Nah, but budget budget for double is yep. what I say. You know, and yep. if you do it in less, pleasant surprise. Yeah, we had somebody. Uh, it was a friend of mine. Um, they started flying back, way back when I started. And, uh, they had a, we were both college students and, and yeah. on their wall, um, they had a chart, you know, and it was like, uh, you know, if you broke off a link, you know, for Christmas, right. you'd have a bunch yeah. of links still to the day before Christmas. Well, yeah, they yeah. had this thing and it had 40, 40 of them. And I'm right. like, well, what's that? He's, he's like, well, that's when I, I get to be a pilot. And I'm like, what world? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you yeah, think right. you're going to be done with this in 40 hours? <laughs> like, that's exactly. not how it's actually going to work. I'm like, you're going to be really disappointed when that last link is done and you've like, you haven't oh, no, soloed exactly. yet. <laughs> you can't just send 40 links to the FAA and say, I'm done. <laughs> that's right, I'm done. <laughs> Look at I had the little ripped pieces of paper. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, the other thing too, um, um, there's a saying I love, uh, for those that have heard it, you know, you talk about uh, keeping high expectations. Um, you know, and there's a saying, you know, the worst thing about low expectations is that you might actually meet it. Um, right. And I love that saying, yeah. So I like that, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be high, Absolutely. you know. And if you got to struggle to get there, you're going to be doing much better than the person who met their low expectations. So. Absolutely, absolutely. That, that's that's another thing for the written test because people see uh, the the passing grade for the FAA test is seventy percent, and it's yeah. like, oh, that's easy, I can get that. Why are we aiming for that? Right. I, I I don't sign anybody off to to take a written test if you don't show me practice tests and you need three of them above ninety percent. Um, aim high. Aim, aim as high as you possibly can. Like this, this is no game to be aiming low. Yeah, good luck. Good luck passing your verbal, um, <laughs> you know, with the examiner if you only got a seventy on your written. I mean, for well, gosh sakes, there's only three options, and usually <laughs> one of them is BS. So you've got to you like you, if you just guessed, you'd probably get a fifty on the thing. Exactly. So, right. yeah. Yeah. Um, I know there was, there was a big argument like in, in uh, Canada. They're like, we're so much harder because they have four qu- they have four options per question. <laughs> we have three. Um, you know, hey, um, do you recommend uh, your students, you know, preparing to, f- you know, fly with you to do chair flying, say with Microsoft Flight Simulator or X-Plane oh, or? 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, the guy that I took on an intro flight a couple of weeks ago, he is an avid flight simmer and it shows. Like it, it shows it, you know, even just something as simple. Like it sounds simple to say, but when you're in the plane, it's fairly technical at yeah. first to, to understand keeping a plane straight and level and in a turn what to do because you lose a little bit of lift in a turn, so you've got to pull back a little bit. Mm-hmm. He was having no trouble with it, and it was all because of flight simulator. Uh, when I was doing my instrument training, I would always do the flight, and then I'd go home, and I would turn on flight sim, and I would do what we did in flight simulator and fly approaches in there. And it really, really helped me out. That's literally where I honed the skills. And again, it saves money. Right. Like, you know, you can spend some time on there and you can see some stuff and kind of if something didn't quite make sense in the flight, go and practice on flight sim. See if it starts to make more sense. Text your instructor, ask this, this and that and kind of work it out. Uh, And that's you taking the steps and taking control of what you're doing. Because all we do as instructors is to try, we, we slowly, we slowly get ourselves out the airplane. We slowly take ourselves out of the equation. It's all about getting you to the point where you are the pilot in command. Right. That's it. Um, and all doing all that gets you to that point. It really does. That's a flight sim, honestly. It's huge, a huge tool. All right, so I've got a free tip. Nobody has to pay me for this. So, <laughs> and I think if your students are doing, if you're not doing this, you really should start. So if you have a significant other, when you're on the flight simulator, Show them how the little ball works. And, you know, and so this way, if the ball starts slipping out, have them take your chair and shove you to one side <laughs> and have them start yelling in your ear, rudder, rudder, right rudder. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. Right rudder. <laughs> right rudder. I don't even know why there is a left rudder. Just, just I know, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, uh, so now... Let's say you got that student, right? They're progressing pretty good. Um, What do you look for uh, before letting somebody go on that first solo? Okay, so I don't want to, on a flight before the solo, I don't want to say a word. Mm -hmm. I really don't want to say a word. I usually take people out to a different airport um, or if I can't do that, take them out, do a couple of maneuvers and then they'll take me back into the airport because what I want to see is you can get out and you can get back in. just in case something goes on and you need to go somewhere else, whatever. Um, but I, I, on That's that a good idea. Before, I, I don't want to have to correct anything. I don't want to have to say you're a hundred feet off your altitude, you're 50 feet off your, you know, you're heading. We're, 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 what are we doing here? You didn't do this checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, again, cause when you're solo, you're piloting command. Okay. It's all, it's all you doing the thing. Uh, it's all you doing the flying, doing the talking, do, doing, doing everything. Um, the other big thing is spotting other traffic. If I'm having to help you out, see other traffic, what, how's it going to be when I'm not there? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, so I, like I said, I, I hold really high, uh, high standards and I will even, it, it's, it's at a point where on the day of the solo, I will go up and do a couple of landings uh, and make sure you're okay on the day as well. Um, because at the end of the day, you, it's my license at stake as well when I'm signing you off and, and saying that you, you know, nothing's going to happen uh, on, on your solo. So I, I want to make hundred percent sure that you're, you're going to be okay. Um, All right. So if, if, if you're flying with Lou and you're getting ready to solo and he's just like, <laughs> you think he's pissed at you and he's not talking to you for the whole flight. Exactly. Then maybe that's a good thing. Maybe so. that's a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, it gets to a point where like on the ground, we'll get on the ground. I'll, I'll just be like, all right, I'm going to get out. 
um, <laughs> like I love the reactions. I love the reactions. It's, it's like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah, I did nothing. You know? Yeah, like, depending on the kind of airplane and throw a parachute and just jump out. Yeah, exactly. See you. So, so, so actually, you know, so that was actually the kind of led right into the other question I had. So, so, you know, looking at as a CFI, right? So we yeah. always talk about the first solo, right? Yeah. I want you to go back now to, I mean, God, you look like you're, 12 compared to me. I look like <laughs> I'm, I'm 113 years old. I'm 30. Thanks, but, Paul. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to work out more. All right. So, um, <laughs> so, so, uh, so, um, so how that very first time, we always talk about how nervous somebody might be when they're on their first solo. But right. you as a CFI, how, what was going through your mind? How nervous were you for when you had your first student pilot going on their solo? Man, I, 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 I still to this day don't want to send anybody solo. Um, but just because I, I can't affect anything. I can't do anything. I'm, I'm not there anymore. It's, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's like a mother sending the, the, the child to school on, on the yeah. first day ever. Um, but no, I, I was on the ground and I, I, I was excited, but it was, it was more, more nerves uh, than anything. Um, I had no real doubts that the student would you know, wouldn't perform. Like I knew they were going to perform um, because I'd, I'd flown with them a lot and uh, they, they were showing really good things. And again, I didn't have to say anything. So I'm like, you don't need me here. But still, there's just that thought of what if, what if something, what if, I don't know, what if the, the engine sputters a little bit and they start to panic and all of a sudden everything else starts to starts to, starts to to go, go out of control. I can't control anything. So it's a right. horrible feeling. Um but it just uh, that's where it goes back to having to train somebody to a point where I am literally not doing anything while I'm in that plane. Um, and, and there is a moment as, as an instructor, you feel it, you feel the moment and it's like, okay, yeah, they, they, this person's ready, you know? So, yeah. So, so, how, you know, were you super excited when they got on the ground, you know, and oh, kind of shared yeah, yeah. that moment I was, with them? I was jumping around. I was, I was <laughs> screaming. I was like, yes on the ramp like i'm sure people looking at me like what is he doing but <laughs> it's 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 still exciting to this day i'll still do it to this day even mm -hmm. like it like it was my first first student uh, going solo because it's 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 a huge achievement like you will never forget that first day that, that first solo you'll never forget it and to as an instructor to be a part of that it, I, I don't feel like in aviation there's, there's another experience like it honestly like yeah. it's exhilarating flying planes, whatever your own experiences and what and, and, and on um, achievements, but to know that you've helped somebody else realize a kind of a dream is a ridiculously cool feeling. Yeah, especially when you consider the fact that there's been how many billions of people alive in this world ever, and there's such exactly. a small percentage that have ever flown an airplane. Exactly. Um, and right. you're, you're you have an, you have allowed somebody to do that. So. Yeah. Absolutely. That's sweet. Absolutely. It's it's also it also especially if you're taking somebody from brand new, it's it's somebody that you've shown your methods, your ways of doing something. It's also kind of gratification that you're doing the right thing as well. Mm. You know, you you you're teaching somebody the right way, and it's uh, and what you're doing is correct. So it's yeah, it's just it's it's fantastic feeling. But I, during it, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I want to get back to that in a second, but one quick question for you. Just um, so how how long? And maybe the answer is you still haven't, but how long did it take while you're being a CFI before you started kind of feeling comfortable as being an instructor in the airplane? Um, that probably took, like I said, I'm never fully comfortable in a plane. Mm -hmm. 
never. There's always something that could go wrong. You've always got to be on guard. But I, I probably maybe about a year into being a CFI when I'd really seen a lot of stuff from students. And even to this day, I'm, I'm not saying that I've seen everything that anyone can throw at me. But I've had my fair share of of experiences that have been like getting the heart pumping. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you've been through those and you've come through it and you know, you've, you've helped somebody else come through it, you start to gain a lot more confidence. And now, like, like I said, not fully comfortable, but I'm a lot more confident in, in my abilities, you know? Yeah, I think uh, a lot but, of times the student, the student may not even realize how big of a challenge, how big of a trouble they got themselves into. Right. The exactly. CFI's probably, you know, they're probably looking at you and you're like, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and they're like, what happened? <laughs> they're like, we were 10 seconds away from dying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're the third person to try to kill me today. Absolutely. <laughs> And then she's going, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, all right. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's great. <laughs> um, you mean I'm not supposed to spin it into the? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Let's see. So, uh, so now a large number. So I also I do want to say, um, you know, I have watched. I, I kind of went on a Lou Dix uh, marathon for the last couple of days, right? Getting yeah. ready to talk to you. Did so, you click on the adverts? <laughs> I did not click on the adverts. No, I, I, I pay. I pay for it. So, <laughs> I have the YouTube premium thing. Um, there you go. All right. All right. So, yeah, I don't stand in line at Disney and I don't, I don't watch YouTube ads. Uh, so, <laughs> so, um, so I will say though, I've really enjoyed your enthusiasm. So I, I'm sure people will get that, you know, watching this video too. But um, so your enthusiasm, when you get that first student, you know, that first flight, and then when you're getting that solo and you're getting that they're finishing, Man, yeah. it's infectious. I love your, um, I love your I enthusiasm for aviation. I appreciate that. I'm glad that comes across in the video as well because I try and be as genuine as possible. Yeah. Um, like there's little bits here and there where I'll talk to camera and like if I'm flying with a friend, it'll be like a little skit where I'm trying to be funny. Mm. But the rest of it, while I'm flying with students and, and the flying, it's all, it's all natural stuff. So I appreciate that you can uh, that you see that. Yeah, you can't fake that stuff. People would see right through it if you tried. Like if I tried to act like that, people would be like. Why is he doing that? You know, um, you know, you have to be you. Um, and, 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 I, and I love how enthusiastic you are now. Um, all right. So now that's the positive. I'm, I'm going right. to go negative. Oh, you ready? Right. Here we go. We've got to turn. We've got to turn south. So, okay. um, and I don't mean Florida. So, so, <laughs> so now a large number of pilots, right? They get to that solo, right? And then you seem like, not everybody, you know, but you see a number of them start to peter out after the solo, right? Right. Um, and so how do we get people so that they continue, like how do we improve the rate of people that, you know, succeed after solo? You know, you get your so, recommendations for people? So here's my thing. Here's my thing on that. Um, and I, again, it's funny you bring this stuff up because a lot of the stuff you talk about, I literally speak to people about this kind of all the time. Mm-hmm. I think... The reason for that is when you get into a plane solo, let's see, your instructor gets out, there's no safety net anymore. It's all you. Um, and I think what happens is there's a, there's a tendency to, to not trust yourself, to not trust the plane, uh, and to be in a situation where I don't f- you, you don't feel like you can you, uh, get yourself out of a situation if a situation was to arise. And I think that's where the apprehension comes in, and that's why I think people kind of tail off and say, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Um, the fact of the matter is no instructor with their salt will be sending you solo if they didn't feel like what you, you were going to do in that solo, that if they didn't feel that you were as good, if not better than them, um, right. it, it, no instructor with their salt will, will do that to you. Um, 
So I think it's a it's a confidence thing, um, having to believe in yourself that that you can do it. And you know, if you're walking away from an aeroplane after you've gone solo, you've done a very very good job. Mm-hmm. You've done a very very good job, uh, and there's no reason to 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 be walking away. Um, you know, nerves is fine, but you, you've just flown an aeroplane solo. You know what I mean? You, right. You've done it. You, you've shown that you can continue and you have the skills necessary to continue doing what we're doing. So um, that's what I'd say. It's, it's a confidence thing, having, uh, having trust in yourself. Um, so, yeah. Man, I wish you could see my list of questions here because you just segued that so freaking good. <laughs> so You are welcome, Bob. <laughs> so I appreciate Literally, the next question was, because you're talking about you know, the, you know nervousness. Literally, the next question was, how, hang on. <laughs> I don't know if people think I'm lying. All right, so here's my questions. So, <laughs> so how, how do you handle a nervous student pilot? <laughs> how, do you, how do you handle the nervous pilot? <laughs> Man, you did good on that one. Beautiful segue. I should be a co-host of this. Yeah, I'm week. telling you, I can't pay. I can't pay you, but <laughs> and honestly, uh, I should probably be your co-host, not the other way around. But... <laughs> yeah, Let's migrate over to Ludic's Aviation. All right, That's right. Anytime. <laughs> Um, how do you handle a nervous student pilot? Uh, let's take an example, uh, because the big one is stalls. Yep. Uh, that brings up the most apprehension in a student, um, that, that I've ever seen out, out of anything really. Um, because you, you think stall and you think falling out the sky. Right. Okay. That's immediately what, what the mind goes to. Um, if the student doesn't understand what is going on, if they don't understand the baseline foundational knowledge of how an aircraft stalls, the aerodynamics behind it, how it, a stall isn't the wing stopping producing lift because right. it's still producing a little bit of lift, um, and how to counteract it or how, or how to recover from it and the aerodynamics of the recovery, there's going to be all sorts of apprehension and, and, and people feeling nerves. Um, so they've got to have that, that baseline knowledge and they've got to have an understanding. That's why a, a thorough pre-flight briefing about it is crucial going again, watching videos about it in, in your own time as the student pilot, um, is, is crucial. Um, and then actually getting them out there and getting them behind the controls to do it. Uh, because once they've seen how simple it is, I always, I always try and make a point of doing a stall first and showing the student how easy it is to recover even mm-hmm. without power. Cause usually the recovery is to go full power, but I show it without power because all it is is just push the nose down, decrease the angle of attack and the plane is flying again. Once they see that it's kind of seen that the, the apprehension kind of goes away and they're like, Oh my God, that's, that was simple. That was easy. Um, and it, it is, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's, it's very simple, but unless you've got that knowledge, you're always going to be apprehensive because you don't know what's going on. It's the same thing with people getting nervous in the back of a, a commercial airliner. They're not mm. in control of anything. So that just uh, that augments the, the, the augments. I don't know if that's the right word. It just, uh, it just raises that apprehension because you're not in control. You don't know what's going on. If you know, so much better. Now, have you, now curiosity, um, this is, I don't have a question for this. So, so this is a new one. <laughs> you didn't segue that one, buddy. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, gotta talk, we gotta talk. We gotta we gotta we talk about this. You're fired. Um, so so you know, I actually thought this was that's actually interesting. So I actually it took me about a couple of flights um, after September 11th when they right. started closing the cockpit doors. Yeah. Because um, yeah, yeah. I always like sitting in the aisle so that mm-hmm. I could look you know down the aisle and I could watch what the pilots were doing. 
Yeah, yes. yeah. You know, could I land that plane? Yes. Would the plane be reusable? Probably not. But, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. but you, you you watch the the movies like Airplane, right? Where both pilots get sick, you know, and yeah. they, you know, hey, I, I can fly an airplane. I'm going to be the hero, right? But yeah, but you know, yeah. so, but as a pilot, like you're used to being a Type A, usually a Type A personality, wants to take charge. You want to know what's going on, and so by being able to see the cockpit, um, you know, it's like it gives you that little bit of taste. Like, okay, you know, I can kind of see what's going on and where we are and blah blah. Now, when they closed the doors, I got really nervous. I started getting really nervous for a little while. Um, right. Now, I see, you know, did you, you probably have always been flying with the doors closed, right? Have you ever had the doors open when you were flying? Um, not that I can remember. I can remember being allowed to go up to the flight deck and kind of seeing the guys. Mm -hmm. uh, but that was when I was a young child. So, yeah. um, which was before September 11th. Right. But now, even though, even with that though, like, since you are, you know, you were a first officer, you know, and you still are a first officer, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> you're still a first officer and, um, nobody can take that away. You still got your stripes. <laughs> yeah, so, so, um, do you, do you ever find yourself like, have you flown in the back? Like, have you ever, like, uh, do you ever find yourself nervous? Like, you know, like if you get in that bad turbulence, like, cause you can't see what's going on and, or do you just, you've flown so much. You're like. They got yeah, it and going I, to sleep. I, honestly, I don't get nervous. Mm. Uh, I don't get nervous. Uh, what I do do is I criticize so much when I'm back there. <laughs> you <laughs> go for a nice there. landing, pal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Uh, should have pulled back a little bit more, yeah? Yeah, nice flare. Do you know what the word flare is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, it's funny you say that because the, uh, the first captain that I flew with on uh, IOE out of uh, training for the airline, like the, my first landing was a night landing and I didn't mm. flare enough. Oh. Luckily, there were, there were no people on board. We were doing a, a charter and we dropped them off and he was like, hey, you want to try more flare next time? I'm like, oh God. Um, but no, I, I, I usually sit back there and I, I kind of pick, try and picture what's going on up there because I, I'm familiar with, you know, the kind of, you know, what goes on. If Even if I'm not familiar with the equipment, um, you know, I'll kind of sit back there and kind of try and feel my way through what they're doing, uh, especially mm -hmm. now having been at an airline and kind of knowing certain procedures because that's all airline work is it's just getting into a rhythm of things and it's the same stuff over and over again over and over again um so yeah I, I don't i don't really get nervous what i do always uh want to do is let everybody on the plane know that i'm a pilot and if anything goes wrong you're gonna be okay <laughs> right but i think that's natural with all of us <laughs> you get the little old lady next to you and she's like like it's okay honey you know we're gonna be yeah. okay it's, it's a bump yeah. Um, no, I had to, I, I was sat, I was uh, on a deadhead with the airline and I was in my, uh, um, in my uniform <laughs> and there was a woman next to me, absolutely terrified oh, of no. what was going on. <laughs> and she was grabbing my arm on the takeoff. So I, oh. I, I just, I just looked, I was explaining to her the whole time what was going on and she kind of calmed down a little bit, which was another really cool thing. Mm. Uh, Cause again, as an instructor, you use your words. And I was using my words to kind of try and help her out. And she, she felt better and she was okay throughout the, the rest of the flight. So um, it's, it's like anger management issue. Use your words, use your words. <laughs> <laughs> Can't punch the old lady out. Exactly. You gotta no, use your words. Don't slap them, Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so um, uh, I had another question there. Oh, I, I, a really quick, stupid story, but I think this was funny because you're talking about, we're talking about the flaring. Um, yeah. you, you might like this one. So you may have seen this too in your, your flying career. You know, you, you jump, you see these people jumping from Pipers and Cessnas, then jumping into like, you know, bigger iron. Um, yeah. we were in a, a, a C-130, you know, an Air Force aircraft that's, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty good size, you know? Right. And, um, and so they had a new pilot sitting in the right seat, uh, you know, as a first officer and, and we're coming in for a landing 
And um, in, in the C-130, it's a fat, it's a fat airplane. You know, it, mm-hmm. it settles real long. Um, right. And so you, uh, and so the, 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 the captain's like sitting there going, okay, you should, you should start thinking about flaring. We're coming down, coming down, coming down. And now oh. I'm already like, oh, this is going to be rough. Like yeah. the captain's yeah. taking over. Right. And then the, the captain's <laughs> like, no, really, you should start thinking about flaring. Right. And Go so off. the guy's like, okay, okay, okay. And then just the captain's like, no, I mean now. <laughs> like, <laughs> like just grabbed it. And that thing just went, whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. he's like, well, you didn't tell me to flare. He's like, I told you to start thinking about flaring. I was thinking about it. <laughs> oh, but he was my. so not used to being in such a high, bigger airplane where you turn Absolutely, up high. Absolutely, yeah. But I thought that was a funny story. But anyways, yeah. um, all right. So now you've taken this. All right. So we've got this unformed piece of clay, right? right. That is your student pilot, right? Yeah. Now you've you molded them into this super pilot. Mm-hmm. Now they're getting ready for their check ride, mm-hmm. right? Now, if people aren't nervous flying the airplane, if they're not nervous talking on the radio, chances are they're gonna be nervous for their check ride. Without a doubt. A lot of really incredible student pilots fail their check rides for no reason other than they were just nervous. Yep. Um, so what, what recommendations do you have for people that, that might you know, fight that nerves on their check ride? So I was one of those people that before the private pilot check ride, uh, I was so nervous, uh, couldn't eat, um really really nervous my instructor on the day brought me i think like an egg mcmuffin um <laughs> mcdonald's let's get a brand deal uh but they uh, i i wouldn't eat it because i just couldn't I, I was so nervous and then it's the fear of the unknown you don't know what you're stepping into as a brand new as a private pilot going into something like that you don't know what's going on you've heard horror stories of oh it's question after question after question it's, it's like he's going to ask you this this and this you've got to go deep into this luckily for us it's not like that at all. It's, mm. I always tell people that it is, a, it is a casual conversation between you and somebody that happens to be a pilot, which is an uncomfortable situation to be in, but you know, you're know you just going to be tested to see if you, if you can handle this and, and, and be a pilot yourself. Uh, but you're just having a casual conversation with another human being about flying. That's it. All, all your training up until that point has been to get you to that point. Um, you've done the necessary groundwork because again, any instructor worth their salt will take you failing as a, a hit on them. It, it will hurt them as much uh, as it hurts you. Um, that's the way that I view it. I, I, I hate seeing people fail. Um, I've only ever had one student fail uh, and it wasn't on the oral. It was because, uh, the DP came back from the flight and literally said he was so nervous that he forgot how to fly. I was like, oh, <laughs> man. Take over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, uh, it, it, he got through the difficult part, which is the oral part. Right. Um, you know? But, yeah, it's just a casual, casual conversation, and it's, it's, from a, it's from a practical standpoint. So what the, the way that I kind of calm people down with that is, let's say you get a, a scenario-based question, and it's kind of asking, well, what would you do? If you give an answer based around safety, you can't fail. <laughs> That's right. You, you can't fail. Okay, the 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 VFR minimums are a uh, thousand feet, uh, three miles. Mm. Uh, you know what, what what would you do in in a situation like that if the weather's like that? Oh well, I obviously wouldn't go fly because my minimums are such such and such. You can't fail. He can't fail you on that. Um, the the apprehension also comes with kind of knowing, um, you know, yes or no questions, and then. The big mistake is if it is a yes or no question, the the the, the student or the, the 
PPL candidate kind of goes, yes, because this, this, and then this, and then this yeah, right. goes with this. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Be, be, as, be as concise as possible. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just the casual conversation. That's all it is. Um, yeah, and don't and try to the, act and don't try to act like you know more than you do because exactly because if you fake it like you were just saying like you just answer the question because if you exactly. try to fake it to try to impress them first of yep. all her you know it, yep. you're not going to impress them and nope. if anything you're probably going to like say something that's probably not true and then right. they're going to start digging into it <laughs> so. exactly exactly now yep. I saw um, I saw a recent I, I'm probably going to fumble this so hopefully the, you know the FAA uh, ever watches this and they can send me a correction. But I want to say the um, the actual pass rate on the private's pretty good, actually. It's like seventy eight percent or eighty percent, or it it usually is. It usually know. is. Um, it's. I don't want to say it's not difficult because yeah. uh, because it's 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 a it's a tough ask. But, but you're trained again, before you go to it, which is why people pass. Uh, no, of course, yeah. of course, exactly. You've been through the training, and again, the instructor who must be worth his salt is, is right. signing you off to say that you will go and pass this test because you, you've shown that you're good enough. So again, it just comes back down to that confidence. Uh, like for mine, like I said, I was nervous. And then we got in there and he was asking questions. And I, I took it one question at a time. I answered slowly. Uh, if I needed to write something down, for example, uh, one of the questions you're going to get is uh, about na uh, part 91, 205 in the regs, uh, required equipment, which is a long list of equipment that you need. Yep. So literally, I took the time to write down the acronym and go through it. Mm -hmm. um, and that's perfectly acceptable, you know. Um, we we are not robots. We are not supposed to know everything in the world about everything. Um, so if there is a question that isn't quite clear in, in your head, to, you know, as far as the answer, but you know where to look it up, that's what the FAA wants to see as well. They want to see that if you don't know something, you know where to find the answer to it. Like let's say you don't know something on a on a sectional chart. You've got a legend on the other side of the chart. Open it up, have a look. You know. Mm -hmm. um, now, having said that, that doesn't mean to say look up everything. Right. But um, just little things that can kind of relieve some of that apprehension uh, about going in. Um, you know, it's not just a, a, a six-hour grilling. Although the CFI check right is. Oh, uh, don't tell me that. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had somebody the other day. Just thankfully passed it. But yeah, yeah. They, they were like, they were clearly stressed out. And I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> right. it's, I, I, I got to be honest with you. Uh, and this, <laughs> this goes against me trying to calm anybody down about any check ride. I've been through Thanks, ATP Lou. type ratings. <laughs> the CFI was the worst one. <laughs> like the worst we're breaking one. up, Lou. I can't talk to you anymore. <laughs> we're done. The, the internet, the internet's <laughs> dropping out. Get him off. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg said that we need more power for Facebook. We got to go. <laughs> So, yes, I gotta go. <laughs> um, all right. Well, th thanks. I appreciate that. So, yeah, uh, no so you know, you know, the other thing, um, um, yeah, no, thanks. I got that going. Yeah. My head. You know, Lou, Lou said I'm going to have a horrible day. Um, all right. So, <laughs> so, you know, I, the other thing too, um, I think it's important for people to realize, unlike say an exam in like college or something like that, if you fail it, you fail it. Um, right. In aviation, assuming you don't have like the situation where you said like where somebody just got nervous and that kind of was like it, um, you yeah. know, for everything. Yeah. Like if you do everything good and you mess up your soft field landing or soft field takeoff mm -hmm. or whatever, um, you might get nicked on that. And they may say, okay, we're going to cut, we have to come back and do that another day. Um, right. and so when you come back, you don't have to do the whole test over again. No, do that one thing. 
Uh, they, they may add a few more things just to make it interesting yeah. worth your time. Yeah. But, um, you know, um, but yeah, but you, I thought your, your comment though, about, you know, listen, this is a, this is a friend. They're trying to make your safe and, you know, cause you're going to have passengers now, you know, and mm-hmm. making sure those people, um, I actually, to be honest with you, I've always looked at those folks as like another CFI is, you know, right. um, you know, something like, like every one of those folks I've ever flown with, they always tell me they want to provide value, right? Not yeah. just check you off. I mean, that's obviously the main goal, but, um, but if everything's going well, they also try to help you learn something from a different person, which I think is Absolutely. always great. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like if you, if you show competence and you show that you've made an effort to be, uh, to be a good pilot, to be a respectful pilot, you'll get a little bit of leeway here and there. Um, and these examiners are always saying, um, you know, I'm not here to instruct, which they don't. But what mm-hmm. they will do is kind of give you a couple of pointers here and there. Like, let's say, you know, you, you didn't answer a question quite correctly. You said mm-hmm. something wrong. Um, they're not going to tell you whether you're right or wrong in, at, at the moment, but they'll go, um, they'll kind of lead you down a path of questions to get you back around to the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, and again, if you're a competent pilot, they'll give you a little bit of leeway like that. If you go in there, you know, you, 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 you're not humble, you're, you're cocky and you think you know everything and that you're going to get absolutely grilled, honestly, right. you will. Um, but, um, but yeah, no, if you go in and show some competence and even in the flying, even if I always tell people, let's say, uh, one of the, um, uh, one of the restrictions is you got to maintain with, within a hundred feet, mm-hmm. uh, for a maneuver, uh, which is usually the case. Um, and you happen to hit 100 feet, you know, in a, in a steep turn, you're 100 feet low. If you verbally say, okay, I'm 100 feet low, I'm correcting. Mm-hmm. It's not an automatic fail. You've shown that you've seen what's going on and you are rectifying the situation. Uh, and the examiner, nine times out of 10, is going to be okay with it because right. you've shown competence. If you sit there and you don't say anything, and you're struggling to get that get that uh, that plane back up to altitude, then it's an issue because yeah. you're not showing that you're competent. Yeah, because that uh, yeah, because that person is watching the altitude, so you're not hiding it from them, anyways. Exactly so, right. Yeah, so you might as well correct. You know, one last thing before we jump on or uh, jump off to uh, another topic, um, yeah. not the name drop, but um, um, talking about failing. You know, what happens if you fail? But you know, Nancy Bradshaw. Have, have, do you know Nancy? I uh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, so so Nancy Bradshaw. You know, she um, she just got a job flying a seven forty seven, and mm-hmm. she's failed two check rides. Um, she right. failed her private, and I think her commercial. The first time she took her commercial. But, uh-huh. um, but because of nerves, she knew how to fly right. the airplane with the nerves, of you course, know, right. and so she still battles that today. She's very honest about that. Um, I had, yeah. I had her, I talked to her a couple of weeks ago and, nice. um, so, but yeah, so if you are a student pilot, you're super nervous. And if you get all the way to that and you do have a problem that day, man, mm-hmm. no harm, no foul, you know, right. dust yourself off, learn from it and then hit it again. I, you're going to succeed. I agree um, completely. Um, right. the, another, another thing I, uh, I'm glad you, you said that because you'll eventually go to an airline interview. And yep. they're going to say, what tests have you failed? Have you fail, failed any tests? Mm-hmm. And if you say no, you don't get the job. Really? Um, if, 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 you've, if you've failed something and you say no, you've, you've, you're not going to get the job. Because they know. They, they, can, they, can, they can see records. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, true. So um, I actually failed my CFI check ride. Um, Man, I, now you I, got me there. I'm going to fail it on purpose now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to like yeah. go in and be like, you know what? I don't feel like it today. Exactly. Just fail me. Ask whatever uh, you want. Lewis said I'm going to fail it. Lewis anyway. said I'm going to fail anyway, so I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I failed that, and they asked me in my airline interview, "Have you failed any any tests?" 
And the best piece of advice that I got before going in from my recruiter was um, don't make any excuses whatsoever. Don't make excuses, own it. Right. Own that failure because that failure made you better. And that's exactly right. Um, I, I'll go. I'll go on record saying that my failure was absolute horse shit. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry to all the twelve-year-olds watching. Hang on, ready? <laughs> <laughs> absolute most rubbish reason uh, for for failing. Um, in in my opinion, um, I'm not going to go into it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, that's a whole other show. That's yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's Lou Dixon after after hours. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> Um, but yeah, um, so that's my opinion though. That's, that's what I think. And that's literally what I tell people, uh, uh, whoever asked me about my CFI check ride, I'll tell you, I think it's a rubbish decision that, that I, I failed. Um, and it was on the oral as well. Um, but I went into the airline interview and I had to bite my tongue so badly because mm -hmm. all I wanted to do was say, yeah, but the examiner, this, 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 that SOB. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can't do that. You can't do that. Just yes, I failed it. This was the reason I failed it. Uh, or this was the reason I was given that, that, that I failed it. And, and that's that on it. Yeah. Cause ultimately when you're the pilot in command of a big airplane with 300 people behind you, they need to know that the person that's flying that airplane owns what's happening and they don't exactly. go, well, yeah. exactly. you know, what's, what's a Carrie Underwood song? Jesus take the wheel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I did as best as I could do. You know? ah, but the turbulence, man. That's what right. am I supposed to do? <laughs> so, <All right. laughs> um, hey, uh, do you have a few extra minutes? I know we're kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. Talk, talk. All right, sweet man, with. sweet. Yeah. All right, I'll be your. I'll be. Uh, I'll come work for you. Um, <laughs> all right. So, um, all right. So, let's say now you're a brand new 300 hour CFI, right? So you're that brand new, right? And you've yeah. got your first student, right? Yeah. And they're walking up to you, and, and honestly, you're probably more scared than they are. Um, and uh, so what would, what did you, what would you want to tell yourself back then that you know now? Um, not everybody learns in the same way. Um, and there is more than one way to do things. Um, reason being, and I, I actually being on YouTube has, has enlightened me to, to people that are of that mindset that there is only one way to skin a cat mm -hmm. and that is the only way it should be done. Uh, and that's not true. There's, there's different ways of doing things and you have to basically be a chameleon as a, uh, as a CFI, cause you got to change the way that you say something to a certain person. There may be a, a slight language barrier. Uh, I've had that before. Um, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and yeah, you kind of got to vary, vary it up. Um, so that, yeah, there's, there's more than one way to do it. Cause I, when I fly on my own, I do things a certain way. I, I do it that way. For example, let's take a crosswind. Uh, controls uh, mm. on on a landing, for example. There's two ways of, of doing it, really. There's the crab method, putting the nose into right. the wind, and then at the last minute, kind of uh, bringing the the nose around and and dipping the wing into the wind. Or there's the slip method, which is the one that I prefer to do. That's my style too. I'm a slipper. Yeah, like that. That's that's the way that I've always always preferred it. Um, but uh, even recently, um, doing some crosswind things, it, it, the slip method wasn't working for a student. Mm. So I've got to then look at myself and say, okay, I can't be, I can't have too much pride here. I've got to, mm -hmm. I've got to be humble and just say, okay, my method that I usually do doesn't work for this particular student. So we'll do the crab method. Um, so you gotta, you gotta kind of have different variations of things in your back pocket to kind of bring out. And, and that comes with time. Uh, obviously, uh, at first as a brand new CFI, all I tried doing was just teaching people the way that I would do it. And I think that's a nice, a nice way of thinking about mm -hmm. stuff.
um, you know, uh, and then just you, you learn so much as you go along. All right. Now, the most important question that you're going to get tonight. Oh, God. You ready? So prepare yourself. <laughs> Do students try to kill their CFIs on purpose or are there just Darwin rules that apply to CFIs? So students, students don't try to kill CFIs. Okay. Sure? Um, but they, they, they do it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest with you, this, this may shock you, but I think that has to be the case for people to learn. Yep. Um, I think if somebody didn't kick too much rudder in a stall and the airplane nearly spin away and your instructor jump in, I think if that doesn't happen, you've never been exposed to it. So when yep. you actually get out there on your own, you don't really have a picture of how to deal with the situation. Um, so I think it's a really good thing. I love uh, most of the time when my students make mistakes uh, because it's a learning, it's a learning moment. You know, uh, I'll never get on somebody for, for making mistakes, um, you know, while training, because it, it makes you better. You're exposed to the different situations. You see how, how it is to, to, to rectify the situation and, and you move on. Um, but I don't think it's on purpose at all, unless, I don't know, got some sort of a death wish. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't agree with you. But anyways, so, so <laughs> I think it's on purpose. Oh, so, <laughs> right, hang on. Oh. <laughs> All right. I'm so happy I found that button on my thing. Anyway, so, so I'm my channel soon. <laughs> um, all right. So, so here's the other, here's the other question, right? So for people that are, that, that like say they want to be an airline pilot, or maybe they want to professionally be a, just all, you know, listen, all they want to do is be a CFI, right? There's, there's folks yeah. out there that don't want to go to the airlines. They want to be a CFI. Yeah. Right. So, so what does it take, you know, so that you can become a CFI um, and how do you do that? So you don't have to live in a one bedroom apartment with five other CFIs under a railroad bridge. Right. That's, that's a tough question because <laughs> you're still trying to figure that out. <laughs> yeah. That's like, I, I, when I was, I was working with a, a flight school, um, at an airport, uh, in Kissimmee, uh, close to, close to Orlando. And I was getting paid $25 an hour, oh. uh, not, not including pre-flight time, not including post-flight briefings and stuff like that. Um, and by the way, I think that's BS. Yeah, no, so do I. Yeah, completely. Absolutely completely. BS. Like, I yeah. get the not the, I get the, the the pre-flight, you know, especially if you're right. finishing one student, you send another student out. But yeah. the, the 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 post-flight that's such that's so crucial to the success right. of what's going on. That's BS absolutely. if they don't pay that. Yeah, no, absolutely, definitely. Uh I think it's also it's also BS to charge a high price for instruction and only give the instructors uh, yeah, you right. know, a, a small portion of it. I think that's 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 rubbish. Mm -hmm. Um but when I was a CFI down there doing that, um, I was living at home uh, with, with with the family. Uh, wasn't paying rent or anything like that. So, and what I saw from other flight schools is the same thing. To be able to make enough money to 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 to, to be okay and to be comfortable, you were doing a lot of flights every single day. Mm -hmm. But of course, that can also burn you out a little bit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so, I mean, I, I don't want to scare anybody off from being a CFI because I think for the career-wise, first of all, you, you're gaining the hours, right. uh, which is crucial if you want to get to an airline. That's basically one of the reasons that, uh, that, that people become a CFI, which I'll get onto that in a second. Remind me of that. But when I went independent, 
because uh, I do everything on my own now. I don't, I'm not set up under a flight school per se. I'm just independent. Um, I make a, a lot more money now doing less work because, of course, I get to keep the whole instruction fee right. uh, for myself. I'm not being gypped out of it by a flight school. I get to control the type of train, training that I'm getting or the training that I'm giving. Um, and also, I know that I'm not kind of this is going to turn into a flight school bashing session but no man it's okay <laughs> i love my local flight schools but yeah no there's there's issues it's that it's not off flight school bash it's an industry it's thing. right Cause the, you know yeah. they all do it and they all do it to survive they have their own, yeah, right. their own issues right yeah it's they'll, they'll make you do more than you actually have to do right to 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 be good for example i don't know if i should be giving examples but uh, <laughs> it's okay i've i've been <laughs> In a situation where a guy has been ready to solo, completely ready, yep. and he's been sent back to me for one of the reasons was he said copy that to a non-essential radio communication, and I was told he needs oh. more ground and more flying. And to me, at that point, my relationship with with where I was kind of started to fall apart. Mm -hmm. um, I didn't like that at all. Um, but that's another after hours session. I'm telling you, <laughs> <laughs> look at the therapist lined up. <laughs> Now, Lude, today on this flight, how did you feel? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, Tom, stop it, Mom. <laughs> now, the, um, I, I've got two questions left. So, um, and actually, before I do my two questions, let me come back to your thing about um, uh, about the getting the hours. I think you wanted right. to add to that. Yeah. So that that is, uh, in my opinion, dangerous as far as for, for students to get involved with the CFI that is only looking to get his hours. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I say it's, it's always good to get with an instructor that you like, that, you know, seems genuine uh, uh, and all of that. Um, because those guys are not going to care enough about your training, uh, you know, enough that you need uh, about your training. Um, they're more worried about flight hours. And I've seen, unfortunately, a few people that have been fairly close to me that have uh, have been like that mm -hmm. uh, more about the hours than the student this flight training game isn't about me at all uh, it's it's not for me um it's we're here for the students we're here to build somebody up to achieve their dream uh it's not about us us building hours that that comes as a byproduct of what we do mm -hmm. um and now I'm, I'm lucky enough now that i don't need the hours so i can try can truly say that I enjoy doing this and I'm not doing it for any other reason. I've had people come on in comments and saying, oh, young CFI, trying to be funny, just doing it for to build the hours. Mm -hmm. Not at all. You know, I'm still here to this day doing what I enjoy doing, you know. Um, but I think I think that's that's important for, for CFIs, any future CFIs out there. If, if you're just going to go into to do, being a CFI just to get the hours, I think I think you need to reevaluate if you actually want to do that. Go and tour banner. You know, go, mm -hmm. go and go and do that. Um, go and inspect a pipeline. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, go do skydivers. Like go do. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's other. There's other choices out there. There's other options. Yeah. Um, now the you know um I was I wanted to ask a question about that. Not even a question. Um, yeah. I, I will say the other thing too off of that is for anybody that's listening. Um, if you get a CFI, they're not God, right? So um, if you get somebody that you don't gel with. And listen, they may be an awesome CFI and they just, just your personality doesn't work. Um, yeah. you know, don't feel bad about saying I'm getting a different CFI. Right. right. Um, maybe even tell that CFI, Hey, do you, do you recommend a different CFI? Not you flown with me, you get my personality. 
do you know right. the different CFI? Because I'll tell you what, when I um, I did my instrument, my uh, my original CFI who I loved, um, he was not a CFI, so he couldn't do my instrument. And right. so I went right for my instrument. I got this other CFI, and he was absolutely he was here, no, not saying anything negative, nothing racial, nothing anything. He was here yeah. from another country, and he was building his hours for the airlines, and he had already gotten kind of a pre-job, you know, lined yeah. up once he got his hours up. Um, and we sat down and was doing my instrument and I was pretty confident because I'd done all the groundwork beforehand. And even though yeah. I was flying visual, I was still tuning everything in and shooting approaches and, um, right. just doing it visually. And, um, anyway, so I was pretty confident with what I was doing in the first flight, man, the guy just kind of sat back, chilled and like, I hardly got anything. <laughs> so yeah. I was yeah. like, all right, that was the last time I flew with him. So I was like, right. Yeah. yeah, you know, Cause he wanted his hours absolutely. and I was like, oh, somebody else. <laughs> um, well, that's the thing. You, you're in control of, of your training. Your like, money. I know a, a lot of people go in very, very green. And mm -hmm. what I mean by that is you don't know what's going on in, in, in the training environment. You don't know how it works and all of that. Um, but you're in control. If something doesn't seem right, it's probably not right. Right. Um, it, during my instrument, I, well, in my for my PPL, um, I was given six different instructors. And each instructor was making me go back and redo things with them because they hadn't seen me do them mm -hmm. um but again that that goes down to maybe not the instructor's fault maybe the flight school's fault right you know not taking care of of my own training and my, my own path that's where you've got to be in control i didn't know better at the time so mm -hmm. i didn't have somebody at the time telling me that i'm the one that's in control of it because you go in and you just think okay here's my money let's go and do it right um, but you're in control of it if like i said if something doesn't seem quite right it's probably not right um that's right but yeah, you, you're always in control. All right, Max. So I got two more questions. So here we go. All right, you ready? So um, these aren't as, as as challenging as the other one. So uh, okay. so now, kind of going back to one of the previous questions I said about, we you know, we could tell yourself if you had to do it over again. But like, yeah. what's a what's a skill? And I think I, I think you've kind of already t reached on it. But what's a specific skill that you that a new or existing CFI is? What do they need to have that you didn't realize um, before you were a CFI? Oh, that's that is a tough question, actually. Hold on. Give me a second. You might have to cut Hang this. Da, 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 I love it. I know. Da, 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 The game show is stump, stump blue. Yeah. <laughs> so, I suppose, but I mean, I bet people are going to look at me like I'm an idiot because they, they'll think to themselves, well, that's obvious. But to me, it wasn't. Um, patience. Mm-hmm. Um, just for the simple reason that like, if so, somebody might not get something first time and I know I've had uh, one of my, one of my good friends, uh, tells me all the time, well, I don't know how you can be a CFI because if I was, I'd be shouting at them because I've not got the patience <laughs> for, for them to keep messing it up. And I'm like, yeah, I can kind of see that. And to be honest, sometimes I, I, I think I do a good job of hiding frustration uh, and kind of turning it into kind of a way to make it better, uh, make whatever whatever the student's doing better. But definitely, you got you got to le you learn a lot of patience. You learn a lot, especially doing landings. It's like coming in. Okay, we'll go around again. <laughs> right. You know. Um, yeah. So I'd say that to be honest, you didn't I, I, you didn't break the landing gear. So we'll try. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no patience. We bounced yeah, higher than. <laughs> oh good final answer that's right <laughs> all right so this whole time now we've been talking about the student pilots and other cfis and all right now it's all about you we don't care about these other people yes. they're non-existent 
It's all about you, Lou. So, cool. so, so now that we hopefully you're coming out of the other side of this dumb COVID-19 thing, um, mm -hmm. you know, well, you know, honestly though, I, I watched the videos coming out of Florida. Did you yeah. guys ever do anything different for COVID-19? I mean, <laughs> what is up with Florida? But anyway, uh, <laughs> um, you're like, yeah, we kept flying. There's no slowdown. Right. like our airport, yeah. like we shut down. <laughs> like, right. Um, yeah. but, uh, but now that this whole like COVID-19 thing, we're, we're not done yet. Mm -hmm. It's still real serious. You know, people out there swear for the love of God, put on your damn mask. Um, yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, so but now that we're starting to see the other side of that, what is next for you, Lou Dixon? Um, so for me, I, I value having time off, uh, time to myself, um, and also just freedom to do what I want. And having been at the airline uh, and now coming out of it, I was very sad at first. Uh, but then I, I kind of started thinking about it. I was like, I've got so much more time and I'm making more money doing what I'm doing now between YouTube and, and between mm -hmm. the instructing to give myself that, that more freedom to, to do what I want. So my goal at the moment is to keep YouTube building mm -hmm. um, because that, that for some reason in this day and age gives people money. <laughs> like, Lou, my it, YouTube channel is horrible. <laughs> you'll get the you'll get the. it's horrible though <laughs> it's i've like... been doing this since 2015 and <laughs> i I'm, I'm still not making enough to solely just do youtube you know what i mean that's good to know though so you've been doing this since 2015 you've been doing the youtube thing since 2015 yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, uh, 2015 is is i think february was when i first uploaded my uh my first video that's which cool. were terrible by the way cringy you but, know you know uh, what in, 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 now let me ask you this question yeah. I'm kind of changing the topic a little bit, but I'm kind of curious myself. Good. So if you got something going on, tell me, Bob, shut up. Oh, you're fine, you're fine. So, right. I'll, um, I can eat tomorrow. <laughs> so, yeah, right. Um, I get my bill for $25 an hour, right? For <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, no. yeah, my Uber just cold. went cold. <laughs> um, so, so a lot of people, when they watch these YouTube channels, right? And they, they see, oh, this person's doing so well, right? And yeah. they think to themselves, oh, they, you know, they must have gotten an overnight. I don't think these people realize, <laughs> like, and, you know, and then the other question I have is, do you, did, cause I'm going to go look, cause I want, I hope you do. Did you yeah. keep your, your original videos online? Yeah. Yeah. They're all oh, I want to go take a look at them. Oh man. It's so bad. They're the <laughs> best so though. <laughs> oh man. It's uh, yeah. I, I started with a GoPro and then a Sony Handycam, which is not built for a cockpit. Yeah. It, right. was, it was terrible. It was terrible. I but love it's, that. It's, it's the beginning. It's the beginning of the channel, though. You know what I mean? Right. It's it's the it's the, the history of the channel. I love that you didn't delete it. I get so sad when somebody says, "No, I deleted it." You know, I've only kept like the last like year and a half or whatever. Right. It's like no, I, people love seeing the, the original stuff. Seeing because uh -huh. like listen, I I you know most of the stuff I do just for people that are watching this on YouTube, which isn't a lot of people. I don't I don't get a lot of views on YouTube. I I get my people on Silver Patrol, but right. um, but I started doing this because of COVID, right? So I've only been doing this for almost a year now. But even even though I'm still well within the I'm completely horrible phase, um, like even that I've looked at like my first couple of videos and I'm like, oh my god! Even though I suck still, oh, hang on, even though I <laughs> still like like I was even that much worse back then, you right. know. Um, but but it's just like anything else in life, you know. If you are you gotta you have to. Um, oh, I forgot the guy's name. Um, he does the podcast, Pilot the Pilot. Um, 
Oh shoot. Um, I think it's Jason. Oh, I'm sorry. He's not no, going to see this. That's all I know him as pilot to pilot. Yeah, I'm sorry. If he's watching, he won't ever see this. But if he ever sees this, I'm sorry, <laughs> I forgot your name. Um, if if you see this, hey, ask. Come on my show. Tell me how to do this thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <I don't> <laughs> but anyway, and, and you know, do you have a button? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so so maybe he does. Um, so so anyways, um, um, he has a saying, you know, to embrace the S U C K, right? Embrace it, right? So when you're beginning, you can't be good until you've been horrible. So Absolutely. And, you know, and that, that's true with aviation. So, so when you're flying with a CFI, you start flying, don't take yourself too serious. No, you're going to fail. Your CFI yeah. puts you at 5,000 feet above the ground for a reason. You know? Right. No, exactly. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> you know, he's, pre he's preparing for you to try to kill him or her. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. You, let yourself make mistakes. All right. Let let it happen. We all want to be perfect with everything we do, right? But you right. can't be perfect until you've made the mistakes. You, yep. you you have to make the mistakes. Yep, that's when you learn. So exactly. All right. Well, mate. Hey, Lou. I think that is it, man. I think. Well, first of all, we went long. So so I really wow. do appreciate you taking the extra time. Yeah. No worries, man. All right. Anything that um, I'm gonna plug your YouTube channel down below. But again, me plugging your YouTube channel is like <laughs> it's hey, like taking an eyedropper and. <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but hopefully we'll get some civil air patrol people that, that come come check you out um Absolutely. like i said i had some pilots in civil air patrol we were hanging here talking and that's how your name came up and, and i've been nice. i've been binge watching you and i I've, I've fallen in love with your enthusiasm working with your students i appreciate um it. anything you want to add for the folks out there um no not really i'd, I'd just say if, if you're not already subscribed to my channel come on over we have a lot of fun um this has been a lot of fun i've never done anything like this before really so this, yeah never <laughs> this is the first time so um thanks for having me on it's been an absolute pleasure um and i'm sure you and i will stay in contact and maybe maybe we can do another one of these at some point yeah you know hey listen um on a side side note um i may cut this out i may leave this in i'm not sure um yeah. you know i've had i've one of the things i've loved about doing these these conversations is getting to meet so many people outside of civil right. air patrol and yeah. um you know and a lot of the folks are like yourself they're that twenty thousand to a hundred i mean listen i had i had john and martha king on a couple of weeks ago right they're the right they're the right. big big name people but yeah exactly you know, right 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 but most of the people i've been talking to are awesome people like yourself right right and so one of the things um i'm going to be talking to cessna about um so cessna they're coming on the show actually in a little bit. Um, right. You know, hopefully they'll, they'll listen to this and go, yeah, Bob, we'll do this. Uh, <laughs> I have no clout whatsoever, so they don't care about me at all. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but, but one of the things I want to do, and I talked to some of the other folks I talked to about, is having a little, I want to say YouTuber thing, because, oh my God, that sounds freaking ridiculous. But mm, um, yeah. having a little area, um, you know, in the Cessna booth area, or when, when Oshkosh comes back alive again. Right, right. right. Um, is having a little area that we kind of call hang out in uh, from time to time, and then people can come and check people out. And I like doing these types of, you know, uh, interview type shows. And, you know, yeah, so we yeah, can yeah. do interviews right there, or people can just come and visit and meet people. Yeah. And, um, if you, if that's something you might be interested in, um, yeah, Dan, I, I definitely want to keep in contact with everybody. So you mean something like a, like a, a live kind of question answer type thing? Yeah. Kind of like a little live show at Love Oshkosh. It. You know, get well, a little panel going, you know. There you go. Your we favorite start some YouTubers. Between me and Aviation 101. Done. <laughs> we'll get your old flight school up and you, you can tell them how badly they treated everything you guys were doing. It's like <laughs> so, Jerry Springer. <laughs> so I'm, I'm six foot eight, 290 pounds. So I'll be like the bouncer guy. I'll be like, oh. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, exactly. All right, man. Hey, Lou, uh, again, thanks so much. And if you can, just hang on real quick. I'm going to come back to you as I wrap this up. Yeah, sounds good. Right, thank you. Uh, one second.
All right, and that was our conversation with Lou Dixon. And uh, again, we did actually go really long. It's like showing about an hour and a half total time here for me. Um, so that was a really long time. So I really do appreciate Lou uh, taking that extra time with us. Learned a ton of stuff. Um, this this really was geared towards um, the student pilots as well as the CFIs, uh, future CFIs in the future. That was more for me probably than it was anybody of you. But um, but but um, but definitely for the student pilots. So hopefully that helped. Um, you know, Lou kind of mentioned it before. Uh, this, the YouTube thing for us, uh, is, is really pretty new. We've been doing this for about a year. Um, so it does really help, um, you know, go hit subscribe on Lou's channel. If you liked and hit the likes too. um, this whole YouTube algorithm thing. That's why you hear people say all the time, like, and subscribe, like, and subscribe. It's so freaking ridiculous. We hate saying it. Every single person on YouTube hates saying like, and subscribe. Um, but that is the only way that other people get to find these videos. So if you did enjoy this content, you want to see more. I got to do it. The YouTube thing, like, and subscribe. So um, with that, we will see you next time and hope you all have a great day. We'll see you soon. Bye.